Hey everyone, I wanted to come on and share some thoughts about teaching a class novel with you all because around this time of year I really like to teach the novel Toomba to my students and then pair it with watching Coco and having a discussion about Dia de los Muertos. While sometimes reading a whole class novel can kind of wear on the students because they're not always interested in the same things and depending on how you select your novel it can be challenging because it may not be a very good match for their language proficiency so a couple of tips when selecting a class novel to read number one always pick a class novel that you know with certainty that your students will all understand 95% of what's in it so I'm going to be reading Toomba with my seventh graders and they'll be able to understand it all completely. Um, there's no question at all there. And so I'm really using the novel, not necessarily for the input, although you can, but I'm using it really as a springboard to have more interesting cultural discussions and discussions about characters and descriptions and stories and things like that. So, for example, before we dive into actually starting the novel, the first day I teach it, I like to kind of do a breakdown about um, the difference between schools in Mexico and schools in the United States because the first chapter talks a lot about that. So we talk about like the hours and the different groups of students where they attend in Mexico. We talk about private schools and public schools. We talk about how in public schools they have uniforms and then we have a discussion about our schools here because my school is a public charter and we have uniforms but the regular public schools don't have uniforms. It's normally a private school thing. So we have some interesting discussions about that, and that's usually the focus of our input on the first day. And to be honest, they don't even know that we're going to be reading a book. We just They just think, oh, this is what Miss Leppard's going to teach us about today. And then the next day we will jump into actually reading parts of that chapter. I don't have them read every page of, every, of the whole book or every... Um, every chapter in the book because I feel like they're understanding and comprehending the content and so I don't feel like it's something that we need to do. So some days when we decide to read portions of the actual book, I make sure I do have a copy for everyone and then um, sometimes I'll read it out loud and I'll have them tell me what it means. Sometimes I'll have them read it silently on their own. Sometimes I have it read the, have them read it in groups. Sometimes I have volunteers who want to read the Spanish out loud, read it to us. Um, so there's a lot of different ways to read it, but I usually don't spend any more than 10 minutes or so so on actually reading the text in the book. Um, that would be taking the place of our reading workshop time, and that maxes out around 10 minutes. And so then I move on to kind of having a discussion about something that happens in the next chapter or what's upcoming. So you're kind of front-loading them with the content that they're going to be reading about in the next chapter. Um, so it might be that I am describing what an altar is to them. So I'll do like a visual lecture where on the board I'll draw out a picture of an altar and I'll draw out kind of the different things that go on it and we'll talk about what they all mean and what they all are. And then um, we use that kind of as our input for the day. So if you're using the Stepping Stones curricular framework, Really, this I'm doing this and taking a break from the cycles and phases. So we're going to be finishing up cycle one, phase two, and then I'm just going to take a break for about seven or eight class periods for us to kind of read and talk about the content in Tumba and Day of the, Day of the Dead, and then also to watch Coco. And also it's going to give me a break, a very much needed break. And no, you should not feel guilty one second for taking that break because... Number one, the students are learning something cultural, and we're going to be spending a lot of time in the target language, and I'm going to be giving them a lot of input on it, 
And number two, like, I'm worthless to the students if I can't think straight and feel like I'm not getting enough rest and feel like I'm overwhelmed and burnt out. So taking those couple of days to end up watching Coco in the classroom is not something that makes me feel bad or that I'm not providing them with with what they need. So if you're using the daily framework, which I use and I've talked about many times before, the bulk of my kind of front loading of this information happens during my guided role input portion of the class. And then we will go ahead and do kind of a, a shared writing summary of what I talked to them about for that day. And then we'll read through it. And then I'll do a student application and assessment strategy. So I continue with that framework, but I take the pressure off that we have to read every word and every sentence and every paragraph and every page. And you might disagree with me, and there might be other reading book reading books. There might be other books and novels out there that you feel like you do want the students to read every book or every page, and that's totally cool. I'm just telling you how I can teach it quickly so that we don't like linger on it so long that the kids start to hate it, and also how we can get a lot of rich input and use it as a springboard to talk about um, these cultural topics and these cultural connections. So sometimes when I um, am going through the book, so I might, you know, like I mentioned before, I might do a visual lecture talking about something cultural or factual about it. And then I might actually um, do a visual story. So if there's events that happen like that advance the plot, there's a couple of chapters where like, I think it's chapters three and four or four and five in Toomba, where I will um, just go ahead and during guided role input, tell a visual story. So I'll like draw out what's happening and give them a summary of the events that happened. And that's like good enough because they know what happened. We don't need to go back and read those pages so we can go ahead and move on with the story the next day. And those are some different tips for moving along quickly. And you know, when you get to some certain parts of Tumba, they do bring in um, the Mexican Revolution and some of these historical things. And I I don't want to just smack the students upside the head with content like that because they may not be familiar with a lot of that. And so if they're not already familiar with it in their first language, when they read about it in the target language, it's going to be more complex for them. So I will, that's when I choose to spend my guided role input talking about that. And then the, the next day we'll come back and read about it. And by that point in time, they have learned already more background information and background knowledge so that when they read about it, it's not so like, wait, what? What am I reading about? And it makes a lot of sense. And so I would encourage you that if you really want to incorporate a class novel to try maybe, but you also maybe don't want to spend as much time and dig as heavily into it as maybe you have in the past or maybe you're not sure how to teach the class novel, I would try approaching it the way that I've just described to you. So on day one, front load them with information about the character or the setting or some kind of um, hook to get them interested. And then on day two, for about 10 minutes, actually read some text from the book, maybe have some discussion, ask some comprehension questions to make sure they're with you, or just read it. And then on day two during input time, maybe you want to, again, front load them with more information from the second or third or fourth chapters that are upcoming so that as they actually read the text in those chapters, it's not so um, so new to them and they feel more confident when they're reading about it. Also at the end of the books, I like to I like to do kind of a checkpoint assessment with them. And so if you've listened to my podcast episode all about assessments, you'll know that I do kind of short mini assessments with reading, listening, writing, and sometimes speaking. I probably won't do speaking for this one. And so oftentimes, you know, I will maybe type up a summary 
of part of the book or I'll pull a passage from the book and that's what I'll have them doing their reading assessment on. For listening, I might retell a portion of the books or describe some of the characters and have them tell me what it means in English. And then for writing, I often like to give them options when I'm giving them a writing assessment and I don't know exactly what my Toomba options are, but I do know that I had three options the last time I did this. One was talking about like comparing and contrasting the main some of the main characters in the book. Um, one was about kind of retelling the events of the story. And I think one of them was also about retelling, um, the events of the Mexican revolution that gets shared about in the book and that we talked about in class. And so that gives your students options where they can pick the option they feel more confident in. And, um, I do like to give them graphic, graphic organizers to plan and brainstorm their writing. So this might be more of a two day thing. Like I might do the reading and listening assessment on one day, give them the rest of that class to kind of fill out a graphic organizer and organize their thoughts about the writing assessment. And then on the second day, have them do the writing assessment. And then we probably go right in and start watching Coco. So I encourage you to find creative and interesting ways to continue to teach the things that you love and enjoy. Tina, has, I'm sure if you've heard Tina Hargan and speak before about class novels, um, you know, we take away the choice from students to read what they're enjoying. And so this is a really great way to still use it as a springboard for content, give them input with the reading and the listening when you're talking about it, but you're not spending so long on it and it's not hard, right? Because a lot of times I feel like even in my, when I hear my students talk about what they're reading in language arts classes, they're reading hard books, like books that I would have a hard time reading in English. And if that's the case, that's not going to be enjoyable for those students. So we got to take that perspective when we're picking books for our classes too. Are they going to easily be able to breeze through and read this like, like it's easy and no problem? Because if it starts to feel hard and feel like work, we're going to lose them. So give it a shot. Try teaching a class novel the fast way and let me know how it goes.